This episode of Enchanting Aspects is brought to you by Molly Valkyrie, Myrna, and Miko Y. Thank you for being a patron on patreon.com slash mushroomstation. Enjoy the episode. so much this episode because oh, no. i got a motherfucking baja blast oh you got your baja i got my baja all right bajing it up okay well i mean i've got i've got my my i've got my energy drink but i will not i will not be burping even once i have never to be you i have never burped on a single piece of content and i never will <laughs> it's so it's so unladylike to burp on a podcast. I don't know why, but this reminds me of um a teacher I had who um he would send you to the dean's office if you cracked your knuckles in class. Oh my god. The, the very first day of school, he was like, "I think cracking your knuckles is extremely rude." And if you, it's the same as burping and farting. And I will <laughs> not have that in my class. Oh my God. But then God. like, it made me like super hyper aware of my knuckles every time I was in the class. And I was like, oh, I want to crack them so bad. I, I feel like I did have a teacher who was like that, but it wasn't as dramatic. I think it was like in elementary school or something. Mm-hmm. It was like, don't crack your knuckles. And I'm like. Bitch, you can't stop me. Bitch, I, everything is made up. Everything is made up. I'm I am 10 years old and I am stimming. I also remember like teachers giving shit to kids who would like make a noise when they yawn and it's oh, like yeah. bitch, I'm sleepy. Mhm. I'm a sleepy bitch. I make a cute little noise when I yawn. That's who I am. That's who I am. That's who, when, when I um uh I tend to I I I make a lot of big noises. I'm a oh, yeah. I'm a sort of big noises type of girl. But like when I when I yawn for sure, when I sneeze especially. Oh yeah. I yeah. I I do I always do the most dramatic sneezes. And then I've heard people be like Hey, just don't do that. I'm like, how? <laughs> no. Fuck you. It's fun. Um, it's fun, but also I don't. Ha- I truly do not have control over the velocity of my sneezes. Hmm. That's funny because I used to like control my sneezes when I um like wanted to be seen a certain way. Like I would make my sneezes sound so tiny and cute on purpose. Um, and I also used to say Pika before. Um, oh, also, yeah. also my dad, every time he sneezes, he does say roll over. What? Huh? He goes, roll over. Interesting. Every, every single time he sneezes. I, hmm. Okay. He says it's because he, he, um, went to a friend's house and he had a parrot there that would say roll over. And so he just decided to 
that that was going to be his thing now. And so that every time he sneezed, he said that. And now he just does it without thinking. All right. You know what? That's that's completely because fa- um, uh, sometimes sometimes you just decide to have an affectation and then it just it can't leave. Yeah. It's, which... I mean, it's the same with me saying hello. <laughs> I know. I can't fucking do a fucking Discord call without saying hello. It's it's hello hours every single day. Anyway, wel- welcome to Enchanting Aspects, by the way. Welcome to Enchanting Aspects. Ugh, I've started unironically making dad grunts and noises. I did it at first to make fun of Joe and be funny, but now I just do it and I can't stop. The irony to Ernest pipeline is real. I love it. Yeah, absolutely. Welcome to Enchanting Aspects, where we enchant your aspects and appreciate the little things in art. My name is Jupiter. My name is Amy, and you're what? Nope, we've already done that before we've already done that and you're watching nickelodeon oh nickelodeon honestly i feel like in terms of tiers cartoon network's at the top nickelodeon second and disney is third um i don't have a strong opinion because because uh uh, you know this amy i don't know if the audience knows this when i was a kid we didn't have tv really uh i like it a lot of people are so like shocked by this that like for for most people SpongeBob was such a universal experience and then for me I just never saw it I just I had yeah. no outlet to see SpongeBob so it just didn't yeah. happen so I people remember are- showing you the first episode and you were just laughing so hard at the fact that Sandy was wearing. Or, or like Sandy had like boobies. Yeah, the squ- they, they <laughs> why did they give the squirrel tits? What what is up? What is up? Speaking of TV, what's your thing? Nice nice try. But you did not get it. Wait, hold Damn. on. Can I can I tie this in in any way? Can mm. you can, does your thing show up on a screen that I'm, can be a t- television? I mean, sure. Sure, it can, I guess. Is it smaller than a toaster? Is it is it bigger than a bread box? Here's the deal. I'm not going to beat around the bush. I'm not going to I'm not going to I'm not here to fuck around. What I am here to do is I am here to talk about Team Fucking Fortress 2. Oh my god. You've, you've, you've talked about the hats. I talked What's, about- What else? I talked about the hats. Now I'm going to talk about the actual game. What? People play the game for not the hats? Well, yeah, as it turns out. So um, for, for those uh, sort of, for the non-gamers out there, so Team, team Fortress 2 is um, a team-based, class-based, multiplayer, first-person shooter, uh, which I always find genres like that, like explaining games by genre like that, to be so... That, that, that truly tells you nothing about the game. Here's, yeah. Here's what I will say. Um, so... 
Uh, you know Overwatch and how and how bad Overwatch is. <laughs> well, that game uh, entirely ripped off Team Fortress Two in such blatant ways and made it worse. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, and I could I could go into like specific examples. Uh, uh, Orisa being very much heavy weapons guy adjacent. Farah being very soldier adjacent, Tracer being scout adjacent, whatever. But, uh, but honestly, that's boring. That's boring. And I, I could, I could spend a, a whole bunch of time tearing Overwatch down, or I could spend time building TF2 up. Yes. So, uh, TF2 was, uh, absolutely my favorite game through middle school and high school undeniably it is the game while everyone else was playing mmos i was playing team fortress 2 so tf2 uh is very silly it's got a cartoon like cell shaded art style it's got very dramatic over-the-top characters uh and what I really love is that all of the classes have, like, very unique personalities. And also that there are only nine of them. Uh, there are, there easy are to keep track. Easy to keep track. Uh, they never added any other ones because that's something that I am, I am really going to focus on today because Team Fortress 2 is an, an actually really pretty well-balanced game, all things considered. Even after years of adding a bunch of new weapons and, you know, whatever, it still maintains a pretty reasonable sense of balance, which is kind of ridiculous. And I credit that to the fact that it only has nine classes. It only has so much paintbrush. Mm-hmm. Um, and the specific thing that I want to talk about today is the spy. I want to focus in on the spy. Because the spy, as a class, is uh, something that has truly never been pulled off in any other game of this kind. Team, Team Fortress 2 is the only one that has managed to pull off a class like this. Yeah. So... Um, so for, for those unaware, so, uh, uh, first off, I have over 2,500 hours into TF2. How many days is that? I don't, I'm going to find out. I'm going to find out for you. Uh, 105 days. Holy shit. That's like half a year. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. Because throughout middle school and high school, I was playing it. Every single day after oh I got God. home from school. Every day. And around 2015, I bounced off because, I don't know, I'd just been playing it for so long, I I figured I was done with the game. And I think a lot of people had that experience. And then over time, the game sort of died. The, mm. There were still servers, so you could still technically play, but 
basically while no one was looking, uh, the entire game was entirely taken over by extremely shitty bots that just filled up all of the servers and wasted everybody's time. Aww. Uh, and so for, there was a, there was a real time there where, you know, if you really wanted to go back and you wanted to play TF2, uh, it would be a really depressing experience because you'd go into a server and then no one would be a human. And they'd all just be running around into walls and whatever, because the AI in TF2 is not programmed very well. It's very predictable. It's it's really not very good. But then, something happened. Twitter did one good thing. Uh, because there was, and I, uh, this, this did extend to other platforms. I think it started on Twitter. I don't really know. I didn't follow it super specifically. But all I know is that, uh, suddenly a bunch of people all at once started to really get nostalgia for TF2 and wanting to go play it again. And then, were getting really upset by the bot situation because it was ruining their their favorite game. And so they started a campaign. Hashtag save TF2. Which was done to spread awareness about the bot situation to try and get Valve to do something about it. Mm-hmm. And then the shocker is that they did. Wow! They actually, actually did do something about it. And, uh, so I've been playing TF2 again, Mm. and every server I go to is, there are no bots, it is just human players who are, like, it doesn't take very long to find a server, like, couple of seconds, really, most of the time. Uh, there are always people playing, and for the most part, people in chat are really nice and wholesome damn so that's fucked up yeah so i've been having a great time and it it made me sort of reevaluate what this like approaching this game as an adult who uh you know thinks about stuff differently but like not only in terms of like critical analysis or whatever but just also in terms of like how I think about playing games, like, mm-hmm. like strategy and, and like uh, picking specific things that I can practice on and actually get better at them and whatever. Um, mm-hmm. and it made me start to really think and appreciate about like how truly well balanced the experience overall is, at least for like casual play. Mm-hmm. So. And it, and then it really got me thinking about the spy. 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 There's a spy in our midst. So, the spy is a on paper is maybe one of the worst ideas you could have. Okay, so here's the pitch: in your uh in your class based shooter of about. Um, you know, bombastic action and, and shooting the guns good and everything. There will just be a little French man running around 
who can turn invisible, pretend to be other people, and can instantly kill anybody. Ah! Yeah, hearing that, it sounds, like, very unfair. (laughs) It does, doesn't it? Except that somehow TF2 pulled the trick off. They pulled it off. In a way that no other game I have ever seen has successfully managed to do. So, here's how it is. So, the spy, we're just, there are, there are a bunch of different weapons that you can switch to, but I'm talking about like default, default loadout. Okay. So, the spy's kit is, he has a knife, a butterfly knife that can backstab at, like, just slashing somebody barely does any damage. And the spy doesn't really, like, isn't really built for head-on-head encounters. Mm -hmm. Uh, In a fair fight, the spy is probably going to lose. Uh, But it's not about being fair. So the knife can backstab and that backstab will instantly kill any uh, anyone, no matter what health they're at. They will just oh be my gone. God. However, you have to line it up. And uh, you also have to make sure that you are catching people alone, or at least, like, catching people in a way that the other people around you don't hear. So there's that. And then there's the uh, invisibility watch, cloaking, which lets you turn invisible. uh, But if anybody bumps into you or you take any damage, you'll flicker and people can see you. Mm. Uh, Sneaky. Sneaky, sneaky. And so you have to be very careful to avoid people and find paths. And, like, people in TF2, especially, like, just because everyone in this game has some ridiculous thing, everybody is always moving pretty unpredictably. So you really have to watch people Mm -hmm. and try and guess where their paths are going to go. So that you can avoid them and then get to a position where you can stab them and they won't see you. And then you can get away and do more stabbing. Um, that sounds hella fun. That sounds super up my alley. It is super fun. You want to know the next part? The spy also has a disguise kit. Yay. Which will uh, let the spy transform into any any player... On the other team. And, like, it shows, like, their username? Yeah, it shows their username. Jesus. You can use uh, enemy teleporters. Uh, You can... um, You can do your best to act uh, uh, exactly like the other players. The only problem is that you can't fire your weapons. Oh. Because... Uh, say, say you are disguised as a sniper. You can't fire the sniper rifle because it's not real. If you fire, you're probably just going to swing 
your knife and that'll break the disguise, or you'll shoot your gun and that'll break the disguise. Oh. The second part is that um, when you are, like, walking with teammates, you can pretty much, like, walk right through them. There is, like, not mm-hmm. really a collision. Um, but there is collision with enemy players, mm. including disguised spies. Okay, so you kind of so, just got to, like, bump into people to make sure they're they're real or not. Exactly. But there's also the other angle, which is spy checking. Mm. This is a practice that any class is going to do. Uh, so, uh, it is a completely regular thing in this game to shoot at your own teammates. Oh, okay. Because then the spy, if they're a spy, then they will take damage. And you'll be able to tell very quickly that they're a spy. Mm -hmm. Here's the other angle. (laughs) There is another class called the pyro. And the pyro has a flamethrower. And that flamethrower is extremely good for spy checking. Because all it takes is one little puff. It doesn't even use that much ammo. All it takes is one little puff. And then a spy will be engulfed in flames, and you'll be able to tell very easily that they're a spy. Yeah, that if it's on fire, it's a spy. Absolutely. So, that is something that I really love about this game, is that all of the classes, because there's only nine of them, they are all designed to fill very specific niches and counterbalance each other. Mm-hmm. So, uh, the pyro will, will pretty much always beat the spy, with very few exceptions, especially because as pyro, you are encouraged to really just be spraying everyone with your <laughs> flamethrower at all times. Yeah. Uh, pyros always move so imp- unpredictably. And also, there's an item now that was added a couple of years ago, but I've never really played with. There's an item now that gives pyro a jetpack. Oh, fly high in the sky and burn everybody. Exactly. Uh, pyro is a fun class. I got to play pyro more. Um, uh, but Spy also... Oh, I even forgot. Spy has a sapper. The sapper can... Uh, there's an engineer in the game. Engineer is a class that can build sentry guns and dispensers that refill health and ammunition and teleporters that can send you across the map. And the spy can place sappers on them to temporarily disable them. And if they, if it, uh, uh, if the timer runs out, it will just full on destroy it. Oh. So pyro beats spy. Spy and NG are kind of, they're in constant battle. Spy beats heavy typically because heavy is almost always pointed in one direction doesn't often look behind him, uh, and is a, is a big hitbox. And also, Spy beats Sniper, because snipe, because you can sneak around them more easily, and they're 
focused on one particular area most of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and, and that goes for, for every class. There are, uh, counterbalances to, uh, every class. And so it is a really fun and engaging way to play the game because when you're playing as your favorite class, I main soldier, when you're playing as your favorite class, you know which which classes you work best against. And so you are going to be specifically targeting those because that's going to be the most helpful. So, so as- this is kind of like rock, paper, scissors, except by times three. So it's like rock, paper, scissors, shoot, uh, mosquito, fire, uh, bomb. Yeah, pretty much. Um, knife. Yeah, a hundred percent. Um, uh, it's it's really like TF two is such a well designed game. Even after all of these years, it's it's ridiculous how, like, in my opinion. Uh, uh, I, I'm sure I had other opinions when I was deep in the thick of it in, in 2015 or whatever, but Mm -hmm. in my opinion now, as an adult playing this game, I can't believe that they didn't ruin it at some point. Yeah, that's, like, really nice that they didn't just, like, bog it down with, you know, shitty DLC to get extra characters and... Sure, yeah, I mean, like, the game is, like... TF2 is also the first game that I'm aware of that really capitalized on monetizing cosmetics. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, the whole hats. So, also, um, TF2 had loot boxes before anybody else had loot boxes. Yeah. <laughs> um, but at least the gameplay was good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, like, from a, from a business perspective, TF2 is... Nah, but, you know, at the same level, I would rather that money be going to Valve than to Blizzard. And also, <laughs> they do, uh, uh, they do, um, uh, they do do a lot of, like, community support as well, because they're constantly adding, like, community, ma- the, the whole workshop, they're adding community-made cosmetics and maps all the time, and those people get paid. Um, Good. and, uh, and, and doing workshop stuff can even lead to like industry jobs and like Valve is, Valve mostly hires from modders. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, at the, at the very least there's that. Um, uh, uh, but, uh, but also TF2 is a free to play game, uh, yeah. and has been for, for years and years and years and years. Uh, and so you can truly... Like, you can play the game to the fullest uh, without giving the, the game a, a single cent. Um, but also, I'm not going to lie, the game definitely wants you to be getting hats. And you're going to you're going to see you're going to be seeing like people with cool hats in <laughs> games. And you're going to be like, hmm, why don't I have a cool hat? Can you get free hats? Um, technically they, they can be, uh, rare drops. There are certain like event things that you can do or achievements that you can get that might give you like free hats. Uh, but 
if you want the good shit, you're gonna have to pay up. Go in the deep end. Yeah, there is also the um the the marketplace which allows players to sell items to each other. Uh, Oof. Which is interesting. I don't know how yeah. I feel about that. Uh, yeah. But anyway, uh, the uh, the point is is that. There are definitely complaints to level at TF2, but also, I don't care. I don't care. Like, <laughs> it's such a good game, and it feels so good to to go to be able to go back to a game that I I played every day as a kid and loved so much, and to be able to go back and have it still be good and have people yeah. still playing it. And have it yeah. still be worthwhile. I am fully, full ass, going to be streaming TF2 a lot. Because it's such a good game and I just, I want to be giving it my time and energy. Because it is I, worth it. I can't believe I'm saying this, you son of a bitch. I've never played TF2 in my life. Uh-huh. And you actually made it sound good enough to for me to want to try playing it try playing it and then we can stream it i i'm gonna say this right now to everyone listening if you are at all interested play tf2 i want this game to keep being active i want this game to have the same sort of resurgence that minecraft got i want tf2 back and it's ar- and it's on its way. It's on its way. We just got to commit. Hashtag so let- save TF2. Let's just... Hey, everyone, let's play a little TF2 together. <laughs> okay? So that's that's my thing. Uh, I, I will probably have other things, other TF2 things to talk about in time. But the, the spy is truly, I think, emblematic of the trick that this game pulls. Yeah. Because so many so many other class-based shooters have tried stealth-based characters and they always suck. Yeah. <laughs> they always suck. I'm like again, you I mean, frankly, you look at you look at any, you look at any class-based shooter that has come out since TF2, if they have tried a stealth character, almost universally, either the community hates that character, or they are so underpowered to be extremely useless. And Mm -hmm. in my opinion, this is because all of these class-based shooters are just constantly adding so many new classes to play as, and it's yeah. just like no, pick your pick your nine, yeah, <laughs> or whatever. Pick pick your set number and make it, and just polish the fuck out of it. Yeah, I swear yeah. it totally. And and no other no game has ever pulled off the a a, a class like the spy in in the way that TF two has. And I and I have to give Valve extreme commendation for that they they i literally don't know how they pulled it off they did a great job play tf2 that's my thing 
Play TF2. Um, I'm gonna have to go pee before my thing. Okay. Okay. I'm going pee now. Amy's going pee now. You're gonna hear the pee. Oh no! I hope. I genuinely hope the pee doesn't show up on the on the audio recording. That that would that would be truly unfortunate. Could you imagine how okay, here's my question. If you did a podcast that was like here's my pitch. Podcast is called Toilet Time. And the idea is that the episodes are not very long, but it's just you're recording for the length of time that you are on the toilet. And it and I'm just and I'm just wondering, the only reason why I'm asking is how long would it take for that podcast to be taken down from everywhere? How long would it take until everyone is like, hey, don't do that. Can't be long, right? Do you do you want to know my thing? No. Do you want to know my thing? Absolutely not. Take a sip of budget. Okay, all right. Do you want to know my thing? Uh, fine. Yeah. How's it feel? How's it feel? Normal. Um, I'm going <laughs> to talk about something I've never talked about before. Okay. And that is, I'm going to be talking about an actor's performance in a movie. Oh, Okay. Now, this is a very rare thing for me because I'm very detached to celebrities. Like, even, I, I, I just hate knowing knowledge of people. I don't want to know. I don't want to get attached to people I don't know. I don't know you. I don't want to know about the shitty things you've done. I don't want to find out. Sure. Just keep me away. I don't care. Let me just enjoy my shit and, you know... I don't want to know. I do not want to know you. I don't want to meet you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, so if this comes to bite me in the ass in the future, hey, I didn't know. I didn't know that he did that. I'm sorry if he did something. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that is such the that sorry that has the exact same vibe of like, sorry if you were offended by the thing that I did. <laughs> Sorry if you're offended by the fact that I'm going to talk about a, a real life person and he may or may not have done something. He might have. That, it's I don't know. Look, my 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 stance on the matter is that I'm pretty sure all celebrities are pro- I I take I say m- celebrities are pieces of shit until proven innocent. <laughs> they get the they get the opposite treatment. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's usually how it goes in my book too. Like, I'm just like, I don't trust you. I don't know you. Who the fuck are you? You're probably you probably are transphobic. First of all, oh god, <laughs> prove me yeah. wrong. Yeah, um, pr- proved prove to me that you're not transphobic. And some celebrities have, <laughs> for the record. Yeah. some celebrities have. Uh, yeah, but uh, but uh, quite a lot have not. <laughs> quite a lot have um, not passed that test. Yeah. So. All that being said, um, today I'm going to be talking about Jack Black in School oh, of Rock. Okay, yeah, okay. Look, look. I feel like, 
Like, I don't even feel like... Well, I guess it it's fair to, like, <laughs> coach it before you, uh... I don't know. I feel like Jack Black is probably fine, right? Yeah, that's the thing. I think he... I mean, from what I know about him, he seems like a totally great, awesome dude. But also, you could say the same thing about a shit ton of other celebrities 10 years ago. And so (laughs) anything could happen right now here in this year of 2022 on July 11th. Jack Black is a great dude. (laughs) (laughs) Oh God. Um, But okay. But I, I am a hundred percent with you because school of rock is one of the best movies to ever exist. Oh yeah. A hundred percent. And, and Jack Black just, just knocks it out of the park in that movie. Oh, yeah. There's so many... There's not that many movies where I see a role and I'm like, this was the best choice for this role. Nobody else could have done it like this. Yeah. But almost every time I see Jack Black in a film, I'm like, that... Yeah, that's it. (laughs) You nailed it, dude. That was meant for you. Yeah. Um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, School of Rock, for those of you who don't know, it's a movie made in the early 2000s, so that means it's good. <laughs> um, I'm obsessed with early 2000s movies. There's just something about... It's like this weird, like, period of time before CGI got really into it, and then people tried to be, like, uber-realistic in movies, and also before comedies tried to, like, put in a lot of awkward improv in movies... Like, I'm, I'm real, it's, now, now, I'm complaining, but nowadays, <laughs> I'm, I'm so much more pickier with movies that come out now. Like, they have to be fucking amazing, like, everything, everywhere, all at once. Like, but usually for, for, um, early 2000s movies, most of them have fucking great premises and are great and funny. <laughs> not that they're not problematic, because it was the early 2000s. Yeah, But yeah. I'm going to enjoy myself most of the time. Yeah, no, 100%. Um, 100%. Look, again, and I said this last episode, you, you you engage with media and look at it through an honest lens for what it is. Yep. But you're still allowed to enjoy it. Yeah. And honestly, like, I think School of Rock has, has still aged pretty well. Um, I mean, I still watch it every so often, and it's still a fucking great movie. I haven't, so the- I haven't seen it in a long time, but nothing could convince me that it's a bad movie. <laughs> it's an amazing movie. So for those who don't know, School of Rock is basically a movie where Jack Black basically plays himself. Um, he is unemployed, and he's about to get kicked out. Um, if he doesn't get a job and his roommate is a substitute teacher. And so Jack Black, um, pretends to be a substitute teacher for a school. Um, and essentially he doesn't actually teach them, um, like, you know, normal subjects. Instead, he teaches his class to turn into a band so he can join a... Battle of the Bands contest with kids. Yes. Um, first of all, if you've never fucking seen the movie, that's a fucking amazing premise. Like, it I is. would watch the shit out of that. Like, yeah. get stop, stop listening. Go watch the movie. Go watch the movie. Um, <laughs> um, but it's just like made so much better because of Jack Black. 
if you don't really know who Jack Black is, it's hard to describe him except that he is just a very, very powerful personality, but also he emanates a lot of... He's so non-threatening and friendly. So, you know, most of the time if you hear, like, a male actor having, like, a very, like, overwhelming, powerful personality or character, you're like, oh, God, he's probably an asshole. Jack Black is the opposite of an asshole. Jack Black is someone who is someone who you want to high-five from. Like, and his personality, especially combined with kids, like a kids movie, I think it's even, like, better. Like, because he's so, he's, like, so friendly, I guess. Like, I don't know, like, I don't know how to describe, like, He's just not an asshole. <laughs> yeah, no, for um, sure, for sure. He he is um he's very he's very bombastic, but he's also the kind of he's like he's like the kind of guy who um and honestly like I kind of try and and be this way as well where uh he is very um center of attention, very much like spotlight spotlight spotlight, but also he is also watching and and being mindful of everyone else's presence in the room yeah he's very respectful yeah i don't think he doesn't like to push people's buttons um and i really appreciate that so i'm gonna go off like on a couple of bullet points of from what jack black does great in this movie number one his passion clearly like both in and out of the movie jack black loves music loves rock And not only does he, you know, love doing it for himself, but once he's put in a teaching environment, he, you can just see the passion emanating from him about how much he loves this subject. And I think he just serves as such a powerful inspiration to, you know, all these kids who don't really know anything about music. I didn't really mention this before, but it's like, it's a very strict private school. So like, you know. Most of the parents of these kids are, you know, very strict and do not let them do a lot of silly things. Um, like, one of the, like, parents is, like, gets mad for even having, like, CDs of, you know, specific rock bands and whatever. Um, whew, so, <laughs> like, that's one thing, is Jack Black's passion. I... I've been, like, thinking lately sort of about what makes a good leader and, like, what makes a good, like, manager or, you know, something that teaches and delegates other people, which is kind of what Jack Black does this whole movie. And I think Jack Black does a great job of express like, he's not necessarily, like, I think he's a great teacher. Like, I think he's an okay teacher, but I think what makes his teaching great is that he absolutely loves what he is teaching and he wants to, like, spread it in the best way possible. Like, what I'm trying to put into words is that I think when someone is clearly passionate about a subject, I think that that does loads more to the me- the benefit of teaching it to another person rather than just being knowledgeable knowledgeable about it yes um, absolutely and, and it's worth pointing out that he is supposed to be a history teacher 
Yes. He's supposed to be teaching history. He is not teaching history. Every single time, like, it is literally, like, as uh, there's the, um, frankly, uh, really hot principal lady (laughs) 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 who, uh, uh, who is, like, supposed to be, you know, cracking down on, on, like, keeping everything super regimented. Uh, and so, like, every time she walks by, uh, they all, like, quickly hide away all of their instruments and, like... Yes. Anyway, so the Santa Maria... (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's the other thing, is that, like, towards the beginning, they, you know, I mean, throughout the whole movie, they do hide the fact of what they're learning, but then you also see, like, towards, like, further into the movie... Jack Black actually does teach them different subjects. Yeah. Like, he teaches them math specifically in regards to music and calculating things for, um, like, stage performances. He teaches them history of music. Like, he teaches them, like, vocabulary. Like, he uses all these different, like, nodes of knowledge to teach music because that's how fucking passionate about it he is. Yeah, so he, no- he just really cares. Yeah, it's that's like, the it's number. So, it's so funny because, like, like that's the whole thing about the movie is that he, it starts off and you're like, oh my god, this dude is, like, super cynical. He's just, like, he's exploiting these kids. And yeah. then as the movie goes on, he just, like, genuinely really cares about these kids. Yeah, and I can't express how important that is, and I feel like if this movie was remade in this era, I feel like that wouldn't have been part of the movie. I feel like they would have kind of gotten an asshole who begrudgingly didn't care and wasn't passionate, but then, like, learned as the movie went on to get passionate. But no, like, he fucking cares from the beginning. Like, he he was definitely taking advantage of the kids at the beginning, but as my second point, as I'm gonna start now... He he's a very caring person. Um Jack Black I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know about the actor himself, but at least in this movie, he is also a great teacher because he uses people's skills and specialties and preferences to their advantage. He yeah. learns each and every one of the students um, likes, dislikes, what they're good at, what they like to do, and he makes sure that they are happy in what they're doing. Um, so, for example, there is one kid who has a lot of anger and passive aggressiveness, and at the beginning of, like, the class, like, he would, you know, he would try to be the class clown and, like, insult Jack Black. And instead of instead of Jack Black, like, demeaning this kid and making him feel shitty, he's like, this guy needs a way to vent out his anger and frustration. Yeah. And so he makes him a fucking drummer, and this kid loves it. Like, he's like, finally a way to, like, get out all this energy. And yeah. so the kid fucking goes, you know, crazy. Oh, my God. And- I, I am really, I am truly now, for the first time, really being like, damn, Jack Black in this movie is literally a better teacher than... All of my teachers that I had growing up. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, every teacher that I've had growing up that, like, I actually liked was because they personally got to know you and, like, 
got to know what your strengths were. Yeah. Um, and that's pretty rare. Ne- um, never never happened to me. Never been me. <laughs> they were um, just like, they were like, they were just like, oh, this bitch has so many weaknesses. <laughs> that's all. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, like Jack, he has, I'm sure he has a name in this movie, but I'm just going to fucking keep calling him Jack Black. <laughs> Yeah, um, I don't I don't remember. His it, his name is Jack Black. But he, you know, he uses like I said strengths like for the girl who wants to sort of be the center of attention and she wants to be a singer, but she's not good at it. Wasn't that Miranda Cosgrove? That's Miranda's Co- Miranda Cosgrove. Yeah. Baby. Oh my um, god. What he, what he does with her is he makes her um the lead of the um the manager I'm pretty sure he makes yeah he makes her the fucking manager yeah and so you know at first she feels shitty because she's like oh but i wanted to be a singer but he's like no you don't understand like this is a really tough job and i can only trust you with it because like you're one of the smartest people here and like you're gonna yeah. keep everybody in line like he, he, you know, he doesn't make her feel shitty for being a bad singer. He's just like, no, 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 but you're good at all this stuff. And this is, you know, what makes you special. And, like, he just does that with literally every single kid in the class. And it's just, like, it makes my heart so soft and warm. Because, like, one of my favorite things in, you know, real life and media is having like, a group of individuals each find their own special, unique thing. And, like, just Jack Black is, like, the the god of doing that in this movie. Um, and he's just, he's funny, and he's silly, and he's kind. And- yeah, and, and he's, and also, uh, the, the, one of the other strengths of this movie is that uh, the movie really does practice uh fat positivity yes there's like little to none jokes about you know anybody's body and they actually you know specifically talk like have a few scenes about a like fat girl and you know making sure that she feels you know good and special about herself and you know instead of like having you know, a very typical early 2000s trope of being like, oh, you're not fat or whatever. Instead, it's like, yeah, you are fat. So what? So am I. And that's awesome. And you're great. I like food. Who the fuck cares? Like, and I love that. It's such a good message, especially to send to kids, especially in the early 2000s. I genuinely, Um, I genuinely think that School of Rock raised our generation better than a lot of our parents did. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that's kind of what it is. It was very anti-establishment, very anti what the, you know, what these kids are being taught these days. And, oh, I want to just fucking sit down and play TF2 and also watch School of Rock. (laughs) We can do that. (laughs) We can do that. We can do, do you have a second monitor? We can do this. I do have a second monitor, but I also do have to record a podcast. Well, okay. All right. I've got stuff to do too, but we can do this. We can literally, Amy, no, no fucking joke. Let's, let's, let's set some time aside to play TF2 (laughs) and watch School of Rock. I am not even remotely joking. 
ev- everything in this episode has been so exciting and and <laughs> and like all of my favorite things. So yeah, I'm I'm hella down. Yes, hell yeah, yes. Let's do I it. I accept your invitation. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> um. So basically, overall, I. I just really appreciate and admire Jack Black's character and his portrayal of it. He does a great job of being enthusiastic and inspirational. And he also is just a great overall representation of what a good leader is. Yes. Um, Somebody who listens, somebody who cares, somebody who is passionate and also, you know, doesn't just make others do all the work you know he puts in as much work as everybody else does um so much so that like he originally wanted to be part of the band in the beginning but he's not even a part of it at the end i'm pretty sure like no no he's he's honestly he's just at the end he is just because yeah because at the at the at the start of the movie he gets kicked out of his band and so he wants to get revenge yeah. On them, and then by the end, no, he's just a legit supportive teacher, and he's just like, "Oh my god, these kids are shining!" Yes. Oh my so, god. The moral of the story. Yes. Well, first off, is the joke moral, which is moral of the story is to watch School of Rock and play TF2. The moral of the story, frankly, do we even need another moral? The moral of the story <laughs> is to is to watch School of Rock and play TF2. These are this is this is what you need to do today. Um the moral the true moral of the story is you once you have a thing that you're good at, you don't need to pressure yourself to you know say quote unquote get better like just polish where you're already good at polish what's already there and you know make it your specialty that's my best (laughs) attempt at combining those two things i like it i like it yeah basically just like like play to your strengths Play to your strengths. That's, yeah, that's, that's the, that's, you did a very good job of wording it. Play to your strengths. (laughs) Thanks for listening to Enchanting Aspects. You can find us on Twitter at uh, Mushroom Pods. And you can find all the fun other information at MushroomStation.net. And um, as always, love yourself. Believe in yourself. Goodbye. Bye. Bye, 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 bye. Play TF2. You know, usually I I make up a bunch of lyrics that have to do with both things, but I don't want to do that this time. Um, Enjoy the School of Rock karaoke song, and have a great week, everybody.